It's a shkia, but I'll, I'll say one quick word. We learn later on in Pesachim, from where we were, there's a whole lot of numbers later on in Pesachim. It says, on top of Kofi Gimel, it says, There's three people that God hates. Who are they? A person who speaks one in his mouth and one in his heart. He, he's, he's a hip, he, he, he speaks one way in his mouth and one way in his heart. He, he, doesn't, he, he says one thing, in his heart he has another. A person who knows testimony that will help his friend, but he won't testify. Or a person who sees a person do something wrong, and he testifies as one person. Why? Because in a Jewish court, you have to have two witnesses. When a guy testifies alone, all he's doing is saying bad things about the guy. He's not, he's not uh, helping him. So, I want to explain over here something. Now, in one minute, the Gemara is going to talk about, for example, we have... You know a person doesn't obey as a won't straighten out. So you, we, hate, we hate the person. We're, we're, we hate people. So why Kosh Baruch hates everybody hates him. The answer is that the Ian Yaakov says that these are things that because nobody can see it. And there's a person who can get away with these things. A person who uh, nobody can see that uh, um, um, uh, nobody knows. The, please say, yeah, these, the, these are things that are only in the heart. You have to say you have fear of God. Okay, uh, when a person speaks one in his mouth and one in his heart, nobody knows, but God knows. That's the point. When a person, when a person, uh, um, a person knows testimony, doesn't say, you always say, ah, look, I forgot, I don't remember. So nobody can catch him. He can't be caught. Or the same thing, or a person when he testifies against against a person alone, which is which is really just saying bad about him. He says, oh, I, I, want to, I want to save him from an abeir or trying to help him. But you, you know, so you never can catch a person who catches him. Hashem catches him. And the answer, so it's, it's, it's not is that a coach broke because who's going to do the job? Who's going to do the job of hating this guy? Who's going to straighten him out? Somebody has to straighten him. When young human beings can hate you, so you get a message. You'll try and, you'll try and straighten him out. I, when I was younger, I, there's a book called, uh, called the uh, Archa Sadikim. So I, nobody knows who wrote that book. Um, and um, so he, the Archa Sadikim in the, discussing the problem of haughtiness. It says, the Archa Sadikim quotes a passage. It says, Tov Hashem Kogbalev. And the, everybody who's haughty of heart is an abomination to God. So I wrote in my book, I said, you know why it's an abomination to God? Because he's the only one who smells the smell. Since it's in the heart, he said, if a person is a, a person is haughty in their heart, who has to smell the bad smell? God smells it. Other people can't, you know, so other people, we, when we see a person acting in a haughty way, so we, we all hate that. We all can't stand the guy. He stinks. Yes, but when you see it, but in the heart, so who sees it? Hashem has to live with it. So my answer is that these are three things where God hates and knows, the, the, according to, especially according to the way that the Yaku explains it. Said, so it means, here, who's gonna, who, where's the correction going to come from? This guy, he gets away with everything. So Kashbrach hates the guy. Who's going who's gonna to do the job? When we see the guy do wrong, we hate him. But when, 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 when nobody sees it, Hashem has to hate the guy. So I just say you have to be careful if you're, if you're if whatever you're going to do that's, that's nobody sees, you better be, you be, be, on, good terms with, be on good terms with your creator because he's, he, because Kashbrach the one who, uh, who has to deal with it. You see, there's not a normal correction. Uh, I'm not involved in the finance world, you know, so they're all these big, they're having this big debate about the investments. So, 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 I, so, so somebody says, you know, that, that uh, short selling is a, is, a, is, a, is a healthy correction of the market. I don't really know what that means, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Balance, I don't really, maybe it means it makes things find their true value. I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure what it means. You see, but so uh, actually, so ignore completely because I know nothing about economics. But but my point is, <laughs> but, okay. So drop that comparison completely. But, but my point is that in the world, because here when, when when other people let's say censure us or don't like us when we act badly, it's, that's there's a, there is a healthy correction. We know it straight now. You know, we're hurting other people and making disgusting. So we have to think twice. We have to try and be better. But when nobody sees, then it's then so everything is God's job. But here's particularly Hashem's job to aid us. 
Why is that? Because, because, because who's going to correct us? You the, 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 the whole thing is hidden, so the correction has to be, so to speak, in the, in the, in the, hidden, in the hidden world. That's what, that's what occurs to me. But the point is, it's, a, it's, a, it's in one hand, huh? Why better? Oh yeah, no, I'm saying correct. Yeah, I'm saying, but you know, what I'm saying, but it's frightening. It's frightening. Now you got to get that. So I just say, if you're going to do, you know, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I mean to be ironic, but the point is here: if you're going to do something in a hidden way, so you want to be particularly careful because you're going to have to be dealing with, the, you know, you know, here, who do you want? Who do you want auditing your books? The little guy or the big guy? The big guy is going to give you more trouble. You know, so it's going to be. I'm not having anything to correct me. Fixing by Hashem will happen in this world. Like, I, I, I can't. Nobody saying. Nobody says anything here. But, but my positing that what's the Gemara saying? Why is Because since nobody sees it, I'm, I, I'm building on the. Uh, I, I'm building on the on the uh, on the uh, on the Ion Yaakov, which makes sense to me. But the point is like, no, it's Dafka Hashem because nobody sees. The point is there. So this is the thing. When we do wrong, we're lucky here. People don't like us when we act badly. People, nobody likes you when you're a Bangaiva. They, they may not tell you, but nobody can stand you. Who, who do you despise most? People who show off. Everybody can't. Everybody, nobody can stand up on God. They, they stink. People, they smell, they like bad fish. They, they stink. And then everybody, haughty people just stink. I don't know what they, I don't know why. It's so crazy because if they knew what they looked like, they, people, would not, people wouldn't do it. It's just, it's just so, uh, you, nobody's, who's uglier? Okay, people who are angry are, are ugly also. If people knew what they looked like, they wouldn't do certain things. They're angry people. Angry, who's uglier than an angry person? You ever seen anything more ugly? They're ugly. They're ugly. This mucus coming out of their nose, etc. It's ugly. You understand? So people don't see it. They look at haughty people. So what they look like, you know. But anyway, but saying so, the fact that other human beings see them, so there's a natural social, emotional, even unspoken, nonverbal. But there's a natural, you know, so to speak, a natural correction here because see, these things are hidden. The person is a duplicitous. He, he, he speaks one way and feels another way. Or the person is has testimonies won't made. You know, or a person who is made yichidi. And they send a person to give it. So those people, nobody can catch them. So they're not going to get the natural signals themselves. You understand? They're straight now. Only God can catch them. So Hashem has to hate them. And say, whereas another thing is when we see a person doing a very, we hate them. And, that's a, and I'm saying in the positive, that there's, there's a, nat- a natural correction. Remember I told you that's one of the things. But here, if a guy, if a guy, if a guy is a slob, he, eats, he, goes, eats, eats, he goes down eating his bread in the street, he can't be an aide. Why? Because he because he doesn't take social correction. He doesn't give a darn what people think. We can't be. He can't be an aide in the basement, and and he can't come to the basement and, and be a tester. This guy's a slob. He doesn't care about anything. We we have people who aren't affected by by um, by uh, no. And why do you think? Guy says I don't care what anybody thinks. You think he's a good, who says he's a good guy? That's not such a good guy. We want people to worry about what people think. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be straight. You don't give a darn about anybody. It's true that you have to be brave and do the right thing, even when people, but even when people don't support you, that's the difference. But you, we can't, I don't give a darn. You're dangerous. You can't be aided. We can't let you be made. So we want people to be affected by the society around them. So over here, with the society is not going to affect them. That's what we're saying here. So Hashem has to do the job. Now, what what is it? That, that's beyond me. I would say, but so I would just. But my point is, I would think twice. <laughs> I would think twice. People, I got millions of people to correct me. Every time here, well, go, here, walk around with a, with a filthy thing on your shirt. You know, every place you go, people go, people looking at you. You know, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know if I told you this story. Years when I was a kid, so I was someplace, and I met a guy on a bus, and um, I'm talking to the guy. I'm talking, I'm talking to a with the guy, you know, and he's saying, you know, 
are, are, what kind of yeshiva are you in? I'm telling you, are, are, are people normal there? Are they regular people? Are they sane? Are they no? I think, what's on this guy? Every, and I'm, I'm talking very good Torah with the guy. And he keeps asking me, are people normal? I get off the bus, I go in the house, my hat was like this with the bow in the front. <laughs> I look like Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but the point is, I'm thinking, what, why, why is he saying those things? I'm talking, I'm talking such good Torah with the guy. Why does he think I'm crazy? It's because I look like I was a crazy man. My hat was like this. So the thing is, so the thing is that, the thing is that people, there's millions of people, there's a natural correction. When you do wrong, people naturally, they look at you, they ask questions and such, but you don't have it. So then there's only Hashem to, ironically, there's only Hashem at that point to correct you. That's what, that's how I understand the, that's how I understand the Chazal to make it, to make sense. What do you do? Okay, I would just, I would be on my, you know, if that's the answer, you got to think about it a little bit. Who's the, if, if you only have Hashem to correct you, you're right, Hashem does a good job. Maybe, maybe I don't want such a good, <laughs> it's, it's too much. Okay, anyway, let's go. Let's, uh, let's dive in and uh, let the class. Are we... Uh, let's get a safe Yitzira and make someone. Well, who's making Huh? Who you know how to make people with a safe Yitzira? Uh, we can make one and we could do. Uh, Maybe he's in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I think But I just want to explain something. You know, when I, uh, a bunch of years ago, I think like in the 70s, all of a sudden there was this big movement to get the husbands involved in the uh, women giving birth. They were going to train with their wives. They are going to be in their thing. So I always used to laugh about it because the, the truth is, what, what really happened? What happened was that the family, natural family units broke down. It used to be, especially us by the Jewish people. Here, a girl, a girl was pregnant having birth. She had 16 sisters. She had, a, she had her mother, her aunts, her grandmother, etc., etc. They don't, nobody, who, what's a guy around there? Get out of here. Go, go, go learn. Go say deal. What's a, what's a man over here? They got, all of a sudden, the family's isolated. The guy and the girl, they live alone. They're having a baby alone. They live a thousand miles away. There's no mother, no, no grandmother, no sisters, no aunts, etc. So they, so they uh, you know, so they, they got to figure, they got to recruit the husband who doesn't, who belongs like, is like an extra thumb. The last thing he needs is this guy, you know, to, to, to be there at a birth. But that's what they did. He said, in fact, I, I know family, but from my family, my, 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 my family, my first wife, here, if somebody, and if somebody was away, they, they used to move. They'd go, the sister would move to another city to be with the sister. You know, with, with, it was unheard of. Where, 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 a woman was surrounded by 60 women. So the whole thing was a joke. Yeah, the same, now, the same as over here. Today, I'm encountering, it's not you, I happen to be involved with a lot of people. So encounters, everybody, they want experience. They want, to have a, they want to have a deep experience. If you're looking for a deep experience, you're not well. Something's wrong with you. Something's, you're not healthy. Why is that? But you, can you breathe for crying out? <gasps> That's, you know how wonderful that is? You breathe, you open your eyes, you can see your legs walk. It's unbelievable. I, I forgot the sense. There's a neurological sense where you know where, you know where your limbs are. You couldn't put your hand down on the table. You have to have a sense of where your hand is. is it, there's, there's a neurological handicap. I forgot what it's called. Where a person doesn't have the sense of knowing where their limbs are. That's it. They can't do anything. You're a mess. Every single day. You, if you don't wake up and you're not in ecstasy, you're nuts. I'm just trying to explain to you that this is all prior to the Torah. What person is not in an ecstatic state? You don't need the Torah for that. I hope I'm communicating. The Torah's not a way to get high. If you're alive, you're not a dead man. You should be ecstatic every morning you wake up. I hope I'm communicating. If you're a healthy person, my goodness, when the light hits your eyes, oh my, what? If that's not, something's not, something's not right with you. I hope I'm communicating. Something's wrong with you. 
You wake up in the morning, oh my goodness, I'm alive, I can breathe. How? Whoa! The only reason a normal person would wake up and would start to sing and dance, or, you know, or whatever expression you do, you'll say poetry, we couldn't get the guy any place. He'd be there in the middle of the day. Oh, you, you would wake up in the morning, the light would hit your eyes, you'd go, oh, the light, the light, the light, the light. You'd be singing till, till midday. It just happens. The Torah said, don't do that. It's not sanua. It's not modest. You have to go pray. Go do the things you're supposed to do. If you were normal, you, what do you, you'd be in a state of ecstasy. If your body works, you're not in pain. Like, what are you, what are you not, you're looking for experience? Well, the one thing that happens if a person is alive, the first thing you think of, that's what I'm going to be thought of. Here, you wake up, your, your eyes see, your, your hands can move, you, you, you put food in your belly. Like, you know how great it is to eat? Whoa! And things have, and on top of it, not only is it nice to eat, things have flavors. What do you think? You need a Torah to figure that out? I'm like, this is pre-Torah. You don't need the Torah for this. Am I, am I communicating? If you're human, you see these things. You don't need Judaism for this. Am I communicating? That's normal. So what's a normal person do? They're not from Avinu. All of a sudden, ooh, my, oh, oh, my hands can feel, my eyes can see, my legs can walk. Versus, who do I say thank you to? That's what happens. You run, so you run to the sun. Oh, that looks powerful. Nope, sun goes down. It's not the sun. Mesar, don't they go away? The most normal, you don't need anything. If you're human, you're going to look for somebody to say thank you to. Where'd this come from? You don't need Judaism for that. Torah is after all that. Am I, am I, I'm communicating. Wait, wait, that's you. Yeah, no, we're going to go to I'm first going to appreciate that, I, that, that my eyes can see. Something's wrong. That's not a healthy person. You're sick. That's a sick person. I'm sorry. It's a sickness. You wake up in the morning, your eyes can see, you're not, your heart is not overflowing with joy and thankfulness? That your legs can walk? That you can breathe? Breathing is so wonderful. I love breathing. It's such a, it feels so good. It really is wonderful. Just put your head under the blanket for a minute, then get out. It's a, it feels great. It's a delicious. It's free. Too. It's free? It's called gratitude. Yeah, it's gratitude. I'm saying it's the most natural thing in the world. That's a, you would naturally, pre-Torah, you would search for somebody to say thank you to. That's what Avram did. Without any Torah. With, a, with no Torah. Who do I, where do I say thank you? Where do I send my thank you note to? So you're looking right away. I didn't do this. I didn't make my mind think. I didn't make my eyes see. You know, even though it's interesting, I, I mentioned one time, you know, imagine, it was when I was a kid, I used to talk about it. I used to talk about the old, old, old schmoozes when I was younger. Here, imagine if Hashem said, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm, your heart's going to beat, it's fine, but I'm telling you, but, but for one day, instead of me making it beat, you're going to just have to remind it. I mean, it's going to be fine, but you have to tell the heart to beat. It's still going to work, but you have to, you have to take over. It's like one day, 24 hours, it's not going to be automatic, just remind your heart to beat. You get up in the morning, you say, oh, beat, beat, beat. Your wife comes, somebody comes and says, can I talk to you? But, uh, beat, uh, not now, beat, beat. wait, tomorrow. <laughs> it comes out, comes out to eat, you know, beat, beat. Here, you know, so you know what? I won't eat this morning. I'll, I'll eat tomorrow. You know, say, here, if you just had to remind, forget making your heart beat. If you just had to remind your heart to beat for 24 hours, life would be over. So that the heart beats and the eyes see, etc. That's without you. You don't need Judaism for this. I see these people, they're selling these, these, uh, these consciousness programs. That, that's, that's, that's your Yiddishkeit? That's a sickness. Go get, go get counseling. 
Go get counseling. If life itself doesn't fill you with joy and gratitude and ecstasy, something's wrong with you. What's the Torah? Now, what's the Torah? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Here, I told voices of God. What, what does God want? What does God want? What is the purpose? I'm, I'm looking to see. That's what I'm saying. So here, my Rebbe says, if you'll learn and you'll daven, you'll have everything. That's what God said. Learn the Torah. Do the mitzvahs. Pray. Do what he said. You'll, you'll, you're you're going you're to be over the, over the top. You have to seek it. That's what I'm saying. What's, what's going on? I, don't I, I really don't understand it. What are people looking for? I, don't, I really don't. I really don't get it. I'm telling you the truth. I really don't. I do, but not I don't. I do in a certain way, but I really don't. I re- really, really, I do, but really, 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 I don't. Really, really, I don't. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Normal life brings a person to God. That's not, Judaism is not about the, the existence of God or about experience. Those things are prior to the Torah. We were running. We had the experience. So please, God, give me the Torah. Clue me in. Let me know what's happening. I don't want to just have a general feeling about life. I want to know exactly what's going on. I want to know who this dollar bill belongs to. Me or Chaim Yankel. That's what Jews want to know. I know there's a God. I know who made the mountains and the heaven and the earth and who makes my heart beat and who makes my legs walk. I need the Torah for that. You don't need Judaism for that. You need to be human. I want to know who this dollar bill belongs to. I want to know if, it, if, if, if you could charge me for looking into your backyard. I want to know, what, I want to know, I want to know who the fruit belongs to and which branch of which tree. I want to know how to plant my field in a way that, that reflects the holiness of the, of the creation of the universe. That's what we're talking about. That's a different story. So I'm saying the whole focus is getting crazy. They got people going around. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to put anybody down, but I wish they wouldn't do it. They take these foreign things, you know, they take some kind of new, new, new age thing or, or new age, whatever it is, or training or est or whatever it is, and then that's a rabbi teaching it. I don't care what teacher teaches, but don't say rabbi. I'm not saying the guy's not a rabbi, but you don't need a rabbi for that. But Rachmanus, it means that even for him, Judaism failed. So the answer is Judaism didn't fail. He failed. The Torah didn't fail him. He failed the Torah. Instead of, he, 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 he turned the Torah into some idiotic, some idiotic experiential, experiential thing. It's crazy. It's, of course you get experience. You get, it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. But that's not what it's about. Be, be, use your head. Use your mind. Use your heart. I explained on Sukkot's time that you, you, you think because you have a big heart you don't want to learn Torah, then you don't have a heart. What person's in love and doesn't want to know the details? No, no, I'm, I'm a loving Jew. I'm not into all the details of the Gemara. Who do you love? You love me and you don't want to know what I want? Don't tell me you love me. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know exactly what flavor I like? That's the famous, that's what the girls do that. You know that. You know that trick. Guy says, I love her. She says, okay, just look away. What color are my eyes? <laughs> you don't know anything about me. It's famous. 
So he, he tell me, you tell me you're a loving person and you don't want to know the details of, the, of, of God's universe and what Hashem wants. You tell me you have a loving, you have no heart. You don't love people. You don't love, you don't love God. If you love, you want to know every single detail. I, I, I'll go, but that's how love works. That's how, when you love something, that's how, that's how it goes. You want to do anything. So just, what I'm trying to explain to you, I'm, you, you think I'm, 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 I'm just excited because I'm trying to explain to you that these things are prior to the Torah. People are so unwell. They're attributing to the Torah what should have been their fundamental human functioning. If you're not in pain, you know, and nobody's trying to kill you or whatever it is, and you're not having a great day, you're not well. I'm not saying that to be mean or to put people down. Go, go get counseling. That's an illness. That's nothing to do with religion. Nothing to do with Torah. Go get counseling. Something's wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to be cruel. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a, something bad about you. There's, some, there's something wrong. You need, you need, you need help. Who's not, who's not, uh, you, you have, you, 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 you're healthy, you're healthy, you have, you, you, have, you have food in your stomach, your eyes can see, you can hear, you can look at another human face. When you see another human face, you're not much sugar, something's wrong with you. Look what God made. Every single one of the people that look around you, there's big ones and tall ones and short ones and, 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 and muscular ones and skinny ones, they're beautiful. Some got high voices, some got low voices, and they think different thoughts, and some are funny, and some are cute, and some are grouchy. That doesn't put you into a state of ecstasy. Something wrong with you. You got to go meditate? Open your eyes. What are you doing? So if you don't, I'm saying, I'm saying, so I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying to put people down. I'm saying it means something's wrong. Person, person, go, go to a doctor. Go to a doctor. Something's wrong. That's not what the Torah is about that. The Jews understand that the world is an incredibly wonderful place, but we don't want to waste it. We don't want to squander it. And we understand that we have a simple rule. It's logic. It's like this. It's, it's common sense. Every brain understands it. When we, see, when we see order, we know that there is intention. And we see intention, we know that there is purpose. And therefore, every intelligent person seeks the purpose of the, of the intention order of this universe. And therefore, every person has to come to God. We, every person has to come here. If we see order, order implies intention. Intention, intention implies purpose. And if, 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 you're not, if you're not an idiot, you're going to look for it. And you're going to come to know God. And if we want to know what it is. Why, why, how do, I don't want to waste this beautiful... I love this place. This place is so beautiful. It's so beautiful to be alive. I don't want to waste it. I, 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 want to, I personally want to live forever. I really do. I don't want to die. I'm not interested. I'd like to stay here. But it doesn't look like that that's how I, that's not how I, that's not how Hashem does it. So if I'm not going to, I don't want to waste this place. It's too good. So I want, I want to know. Here, give me a Torah, Hashem, please. Here, let me, let me, so we, have to, we realize that we have to know it. So we have to make contact with that thing that made this place. And, and, we, have to, and, we, have to, and we have to beg, beg. For revelation. That's what Avram did. Avram did it. He said, he, he, and he said, there must be a master of this house, Miad. And immediately Hashem revealed himself. He said, there must be a master. Miad immediately came to him. That's what we're talking about. And I want to know. You know, you know it, 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 I'm just teasing because it's not, it's not, it's not 
true what I'm saying, but it's true, but it's, but it's not the truth of the reality. What do you, what do you think? You think, you think Moshe is sitting in front of Akash Baruch in some beatific, you know, with his legs crossed? What about? Wait, what about this? What about that? What about, what about, what about the whole, you can pour the whole universe into his head. Let me know, what is this? What did you do? What am I? What am I supposed to do? I mean, take advantage of it. Don't let me waste this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful life. That's a Torah. That's a Torah. And I say, if we, if we, would, if we would think these thoughts, I'm trying to say, you're in a different place. I, 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 you, you, Jews are blasting off. Jews are, Jews are a nuclear rocket. That's what, that's what you're supposed to be. That's what your life is about. One of the most exciting, we are, life is the adventure. There's no adventure greater than living. Living and taking advantage of what God gave you. That's the most exciting, wonderful, incredible experience. That's it. This is it. What's better is what Hashem said after this life. He promised something, he promises something, something that's greater that we can't understand. I used to tell everybody, I want to stay here. He said, no, God, God knows better, Olam Haba, you're going to like Olam Haba better. It's true, that's what Chazal says. But in theory, in theory, here, just, I, want, I, want, I want to just stay here forever. Just pitch them, bang. I want, I want to hit home runs for all eternity. Just keep throwing them in. Bang, bang. I just want to be tzaddik for a billion, million years. Bang, bang, bang. Just keep throwing at me. That's, you, I, I happen to know the Torah says no. But in theory, let me stay forever and just be a tzaddik. Oh, boy. That's all you want. Tell me, tell me, just, just let me learn it. Tell me how to do it. Tell me which way to, you know, this way, no, change your grip a little bit. Okay, bang. He need Mukhan Mzuma to hit a home run. Period. Anyway, that's what I was going to explain. So this, you have to, we, I just want to reframe a little bit. Yes, I told you, it's off the record, on the record, but just how to reframe it. Let's, let's get our heads together. Let's get, we, we, we get to get back into reality over here. They're looking for, what are you looking for? Are you dead? <laughs> Aaron's a grown man now, but he was a little boy. He, I had a bunk bed. So he, he, his older sister was in, the, was in the top bunk, and he was in the low bunk. And, uh, and, I, and I was sleeping because we, 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 we all were in one room. So I had a little loft. So I'm, I'm five feet above them, you know, mm-hmm. and a sleeping loft. Five o'clock in the morning, Aaron's calling his sister Nahama. He's a little boy. Ama, silence. Ama, silence. Ama, silence. He says, Ama, you dead? <laughs> wait, 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 what are you looking for? If Hasashal person is not well, Person is in pain. Okay, we understand. You know, what, what exactly are you looking for? I mean, this is an, being alive is the most incredible, wonderful thing in the world. You don't need a Torah to know that. They're writing books of how to get you to, you to meditate. What are you concentrating on? Be a, live. Open your eyes. Open your ears. Open your mouth. What, 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 what is it? Oh, what's the Torah? Hashem, let me make contact with the thing that made this place. Let me know what its intention is. What's, it, what's the purpose that it created? That, that, then you're talking Torah. Then you're talking Judaism. Then you're talking holiness and purity. That's a different story. Ecstasy? Just get up. Just wake up in the morning. 
Wake up on a good, healthy day. Uh, by holiness and purity. Oh, that I gotta, I gotta make contact with the Creator. That I gotta know. I gotta know what God wants. That's a different story. So just, just, just off the record, on the record, Rabbi said, just a little reframe, reframe. Let's get ourselves to that. And and, it, and let's be honest. If you're not, if you're not high on life, so so get help. Get help. That's prior to Judaism. Okay, that's all. Little ones. God bless you. This second lecture, on the record, off the record. Just for a quick, quick addendum to yesterday. Just tell you a quick story. When I got married to the Robinson, at the time we didn't have a great deal of money. So when we made the wedding, well, there was no such. We didn't make an invitation. Who, who's getting an invitation? We invited everybody by phone. We had 500 people, by the way, but by, by telephone. Everybody showed up, you know. And we, we went through the streets. Anyway, so, but I used to tease later when I used to tell people why most people had to have like a bench or something, you know, from their wedding. We'd have it. So I, t- I used to tell people at the Shabbos table a joke. I used to tell them, why, how come we don't have a bencher? I said, because I, I, go- I went to the bencher store, and I found one with my name, but not my wife's name. I have my wife's name, not my name. I had one my wife's name and my name, but the wrong date. We had one, wife, wrong, right date, wrong city. Right city, wrong date. Okay, now the joke is, of course, that's not how it happens. But anyway, the thing is that also prior to Torah, before you ever get to Torah or Judaism, here, there's so many things, forget about all the physical and chemical things that take place, which are enough to, to make you mashuga. You, 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 you walk around, you're completely mind-blown by just the physical facts of the universe. But also the conceptual things here, you can go to a person's place again and again and again. If you're, not, you're, if you're in a person's place but you're not there at the time that they're there, you could be there forever and you'll still never see them. Or if you go to the same, or, or if I exist in the same time as somebody else but I'm not in the same place, I can't see them. Now I understand, you, you take that for granted, but you're crazy if you take that for granted. That's phenomenal. What an interesting thing that there's time and place and that they, and that they, and that they are separate. And I said, that's an incredible, that's an incredible thing. You say just the fact that you, the fact that you have to coincide time and place in order to perceive, you know, to have a to have a sense perception, it's unbelievable. Uh, I think, and, and and radio communications kind of changed that. You know, saying once we once we start to use um, use uh, what you call the radio waves, etc. So all of a sudden now, but but really the truth is, and I was thinking about it yesterday or this morning, really the truth is you are in the same place because once you're in the, once you're in the range of the radio waves, that's the same place vis-a-vis. Vis-a-vis the broadcast, you know, saying so you might get a broadcast in this state, but not in another state, or in this country, but not in another country. So it really is the same place. But I'm just saying, all these things. So, so people who are not turned on are not doing well, is what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to explain yesterday. And I'm not saying this to put you down, Godfrey, to put anybody down, you or anybody. That's not the point. The point is that the, the point is that people are turning to Torah for their lack of humanity. You know, they're they're failing as humans, not as not as Jews. Those are human failings. That, that's a failure at living. The person is, the person is living it. The person got 100% life and they're living at 1% or 2%. They're, just failures. they're failures as people. Is, is, it, it, yeah. is there a category of people who are not necessarily failing as people, but they are distracted? Yeah, that's a, that's a, I, I consider that a failure. Except when, right. except when you have no choice. But, except it's, when you, but it's not the therapy solution necessarily. It could be. It's, it's yes, not, yes, it, but it, but it could be. Yes, I don't mean to interrupt you. Meditation people. Yeah, but it could be they need reorganization. Re, they have to need. They need refocus. They have to decide what their priorities are. But I'm just trying to point here. Who is the, the favorite? Who wrote the poem? The tree. Kilmer. Joyce Kilmer. I think that I'll never should see something as lovely as a tree. Here, my goodness gracious! You know, you never saw. If you see a tree, it should blow your mind. You see, so I'm just trying to point out that what I'm, I, I, I'm not going to finish because I want to teach two classes. But the point is like this. 
A people's lack of interaction with the universe around them is a human failing. It's not a religious, it is a religious issue for other reasons because there's a God, but that's not my point. But people are taking their human shortcomings and then believing that religion is about that. It's not. It's not. It's true that I told you, it's true. Torah solves a lot of problems. You'll do Torah, a lot of people don't do it, but that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It just happens. Torah will, Torah will do all kinds of good things, but that's not what the Torah is for. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. So, so a, a lot of times we have to send people back and just straighten them out. In, in Israel, I used to have, a, 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 there would be occasionally a person would want to come and study in the yeshiva. So I would, tell the person, I would tell the person, listen, don't come to the yeshiva. I'll be your friend. Why? Because this person, this person wasn't, this person, what they were seeking was not what the yeshiva is about. They weren't, gonna, they, they weren't a candidate for the yeshiva. They needed a friend. I said, I'll be your friend. Don't come to the yeshiva. This guy needs a friend. I said, I'll be your friend. Don't, don't decide because you have no friends. You're going to go to yeshiva. That's not what yeshiva is about. Yeshiva is about learning Torah. Now, if you go to yeshiva, do you find friends? Yes. But that's not what you go to yeshiva for. You don't go to yeshiva to find friends. You're in yeshiva. Most likely you'll find friends. But if your problem is you have no friends, you don't go, that's not a reason to go to yeshiva. See what I'm saying? So, and I had all, it, happened, it happened periodically. I say to the person, hey, here, don't come. I'll be your friend. You need a friend. You need somebody to be with you. I'll, here, I'll be your friend. But don't come because, because your goals in coming to the shiver are, are skewed. You're going to miss the point. You're looking for something that it's not about. That's all I'm saying. So this was, this was an addendum to yes. So I'm talking about the, the uh, I'm saying that the, 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 the uh, uh, ecstatic experience of life is not, something, is not something that you have to come to the Torah for. You will get such a thing, but that's not what it's about. But if you're going to you're going to subvert the Torah to other things, you're not going to get the Torah. Now, Torah is about an eternal ecstasy, but that's a different story. But that's not the point here. So I'm trying to say we have to we we want to we want to understand what we're doing. We're coming to Torah to find, we want to find the word and the will of God and to and to and to understand it and to learn to live by it and hopefully to, to, to do that. He said, to gain the eternity that Hashem wants for us. Yes, but we're going to take the Torah and turn it into our, our uh, whatever, what is it, whatever uh, uh, type of, uh, six-step program, eight-step program, the Torah's, the Torah's endless steps anyway, but that's not the point. That, then you're going, to, you're going to miss the point. You're going to miss the point. You're going to come to Shul and say, well, how come I'm not high? That's a different point. You're right, probably you would be, but that's not the point. That's not why you came. That's not why you came. It just so happens if you dive in well, you're going, to be, you're, going to, you're going to be out of your mind. You're right. It's true, but that's not why we're coming to dive in. That's the difference. Okay? I, these are very simple points, and I'm sorry I took the time, but I, had it, I just want to take time because I want to go on record. I don't know if I, I'm going to stop quickly, but I'll tell you this. Years ago, my Rebbe called me one year, just before he he was upset about something that a, 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 a famous institution did. So he calls me, I told you this, he called me up, he says, I want to protest. I guess he couldn't talk to him. He decided to call me and protest. He has to, he has to go on record. I'm just saying, I, just wanted to, I wanted to put this down someplace. So I understand the point. It's not a big deal. It's a small deal, but it's an important deal. It's not a big point. It's a small point, but it's an important point. So we differentiate, and also you'll be able to help others and redirect them. When people are going to take whatever particular gratification that they're looking for, that's the word, and they decide that that's what the Torah is for, they're going to be disappointed. Not that the, the Torah could provide it, but that's not what it's about. And they're going to be off in another world. They're, they're, they're into some, some, other, some other idea than, than, than the Torah. Something else is happening, and that's, that's why it's so hard to communicate. Because they're really talking about something else. They don't think that they are, but they are. Okay, that's off the record on the record. <laughs>
Thank you very much. Very good, very good, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you'll know that one of the one of the famous kiss of death is, is that uh, uh, somebody will say it happens. It happens. You'll, you'll you'll be about to speak, and somebody will say, "Oh, this guy is so funny. You're gonna die laughing." The second, you know, So of course, there's nothing you can say that'll be funny after that. Because by definition, because the press like the kiss of death, they ruin it. You know. So certain times, but there's times with there's misdirection. And what is that? That if I think that the purpose of something is one thing and the purpose is another, it's really gonna be hard. Let's say I told a person who's going to school, let's say a person is going to learn a skill, he's going to learn, I don't know, physics or mathematics or whatever it is, and the goal is that the person be able to get a job as a physicist or mathematician to earn money to support his family, whatever the story is. But if I tell them they're going to have, oh my goodness, they're going to have, <laughs> they're going to have a, a, a mystical experience you know, while they study physics, uh, it could discourage them because I don't think everybody has a mystical experience when they study physics. It's a lot of work and a lot of, uh, a lot of study and a lot of practice, etc., so it may be that somebody did have a mystical experience while they were studying physics, but what the real problem is that it's really going to stop a lot of people from being physicists because they're going to be waiting for the mystical experience while they're studying and thinking they're failing when they're actually succeeding because they're learning the subject, you know what I'm saying? But, they, but they're misguided or misdirected. One of the points that I've been explaining here in the last while, which I'll, and I, I'll continue after it's also to explain because it's, it's important, and I apologize for being on it, but I get on it because that's, that's it. It takes me a long time to understand things, just between me and you, and it takes, it takes I have to work a lot you know, to get it. But the point is that, that what is again that the idea of uh, the idea of looking at Judaism as an experiential uh, process, and, and in other words, in the experience being the goal, I think destroys Judaism for a lot of people ultimately, or and misdirects them. It causes them to like I, like I claim like they re- end up rewriting Judaism. It's true. There's no question that the person is supposed to show all kinds of wonderful things happen. But there's a process, and the same thing, same thing with learning, and same thing with davening, and same thing with doing mitzvahs. Uh, I'll just say quickly, and I'll talk about it a little later more, but I, I told you when I was little, the, uh, <laughs> I wasn't really interested in reading when I was a kid, but I knew what was going on. In any case, they had, uh, in the children's <coughs> primer, I tell you this a lot of times, one of the stories in the children's primer was about a kid and a handyman named Zeke. So... Uh, Zeke's uh, because he's uh, because he's always working, you know, physical, you know, uh, having physical labor. He's he's got muscles. He's got muscles and muscles. So the kid wants to have muscles just like Zeke, you know. So one summer, the kid's there and he says, Zeke, you know, I want to have muscles just like you. So Zeke says, Okay, this summer you're going to get muscles just like me. So he says, When do I get him? He says, Come tomorrow morning, you know, early. Come to show up early tomorrow morning. Meet you at eight o'clock in the morning. Show up at eight o'clock in the morning. He says, Zeke, when that, today I get my muscles? He said, yeah. He says, okay, where? He says, here. He gives him a rake. And all day long, they're raking, 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 you know, until it's time to go, until it's time to go. He says, Zeke, where's my muscles? He says, don't worry, come back tomorrow morning. Come back the next day. He says, Zeke, today I get my muscles? He said, yeah. You know, they were there all next day, all day long, you know, they're, uh, they're uh, shoveling and shoveling and shoveling. Every single day, they got a new job for him. They're plowing and shoveling and cleaning. And uh, Zeke, where's my muscles? So, about the stories, of course, you know, every day, at the end of the summer, he says, Zeke, where's my muscles? He says, here, pull up your sleeve. He looks up his sleeve, there's the muscle. So, a lot of processes that are real are like that. The truth is that the process is taking place, but the results are not immediate in tons of things like that. In learning, there's no question that that's the truth. 
And learning Torah, there's no question. That, the, the question now depends. It depends how a person learns, what, what they learn, etc. But really, it, it takes time for a person to be transformed by their learning and to evolve as they're learning <coughs> and to come to a place of conscious understanding. Very few people learn consciously, even people who learn a lot. I, I, and you know something? I speak to people all the time, and I talk to them because they know things that I don't know, but they don't learn well. I talk to people all the time who I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't agree with their conclusions at all. But I talk to them because they, they, they know more than me. I don't think they, you know, I, I know it's, it's, you think I'm contradicting myself. They know more facts than I do. I speak to them all the time because I want to know, the, I, want, I want to hear about the facts that they know. But the truth is I wouldn't, I don't rely on their, on their um, uh, analyses and conclu- analysis and conclusion. So there, there are people who are, and they're good people. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't, I, not everybody wants to, when nobody's coming to me to, to, to learn how to, to ask me how they should be learning. You see? So there are people I speak to who I don't rely on their learning. But I talk to them because they, 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 these guys, they, they, they read tons of books that I haven't read. So they know lots of facts and things, and God bless them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad in any way. You know, but, to, but I wouldn't, there was a, so even people who learn often are not conscious at all. Many people learn unconsciously. Yeah, and, and they learn a lot. But they don't necessarily learn consciously. You'd be amazed. People learn on automatic pilot. So many people do. So my point is that... Oh, learn, huh? I'm sorry, I didn't get the other part. Some people are learning... They, even people learn a lot, but they don't learn consciously. And the mind is working. People think that certain people are blessed by God with, with a strong, intuitive, analytic skill. M- many people you know, who people think are eggheads or nerds, they're not conscious thinkers at all. They just have to be blessed by God. I know tons of guys like that. I couldn't keep up with them, what they do. And they still don't, and they still, they're, they're, they're barely there. They're just, they just happen to be blessed, that's all. But they're not really, they're not in a conscious state uh, 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 vis-a-vis what they're doing. Is that a contradiction? How, how are they here and they're not there? The I can time? show you, it's, I can show you how it works. It's, it's, you, when I do in a paper, when I show you syllogisms, that's always how it works, because you can see that there's an intuitive grasp of, up to a certain point. If I, have, if I have syllogism one, then sub, 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 sub. Some people are blessed, they'll automatically, they'll automatically uh, just zero in on, on one or two levels of the syllogism without ever really understanding what happened or why they thought they thought what they thought, but they do. And they tend, to, they tend to do good. There, there are tons of lawyers like that. Could it be possible that they follow what the... Because when God made man, he made him look too huge. The superego speaks like a lot of people. Does not... It's, when you're about yourself, it's about yourself. Okay, well, I don't, I'm, not even, I'm, I'm, I'm not assigning something negative to the people. It's just a matter of, it's a matter of consciousness. It, it, to give you, to, to, it, you just hit certain things. It happens that way. The, the wine works naturally, and you naturally hit on certain things. And up to a point, it'll work. You can do people can be do, even lawyers. That's why you'll see there's a difference between lawyers and then there's really lawyers. You know, say there's another thing. There's doctors and there's doctors. There's, there's many in every field. I'm saying in every field you talk about. There's plumbers and there's plumbers. By the way, you know, here there's there's a there's a handyman and there's our friend um, uh, Niels. Yeah, he's in, he's in a, he's he is in another he's in another. Uh, he really is another, he's in another class. Because he, because, he, because he actually, you know, seriously, because he actually sees what's in front of him. It's a, it's a, gigantic, uh, it's a gigantic thing. So it's not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not impugning the people, I'm just saying that's a natural thing. So learning, learning, learning is an evolution that takes time. Uh, prayer, all these things. You, you, until a person is, it, uh, uh, even consciousness itself, is, it, it takes evolution for a person to get there. 
So uh, I'm just saying that, so if a, per, if a person feels they were supposed to get, so to speak, a certain type of gratification early on in the process, unfortunately, since it was never about that, they become discouraged. And, and, and people, be, you know, be, be, yeah, as I told you, if you keep telling people that Judaism is about, the family's together, and, I mean, we sit together, okay, it's nice, but that's really not what the Torah is about. It really isn't. And believe me, not everybody's into it. Not everybody's into it. Some kids love to sing with their abbas. A lot of kids don't. What do you think? Everybody was like, this is sing a zimbis, sing a... Not everybody wants to sing it. Give me a break. Get out of here. Not everybody's into that. If you say, but inside, that's what Judaism is, you think you can have a problem. Kids says, give me a break. Let me get out of here. Is that really what they wanted? You know what I mean? I happen to like fishing, you know, say that, you know, yeah, yeah, but not everybody does. And the father, we're going to go fishing together. We're going to put the bait in. Because give me a break. <laughs> if he likes fishing, it's good. You know, not, maybe, maybe you should try something else. It's not, that, that wasn't really the point. The father-son relationship is not based on fishing, per se. It could be anything. He has to be a father. He has to be a kid. He has to be beside the father. You know, because this guy remembers all he used to think about. No, fathers and sons go fishing together. That's the main thing. He's got a $1,000 fishing, fishing outfit. Who says that's the point? So if you decide, you say, so if you subvert, if you subvert the, um, if you subvert uh, the Torah to something else, you're going to be disappointed. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We see what did the Torah tell us it's about? What did the Torah say? So then, if we follow the instructions of the Torah, then if and when an experience is part of what the Torah says, then it will be there. But it's not necessarily the point. Okay, so that's long. I will talk afterwards. But I'm just trying to clarify these certain points. Uh, I tried to say other also. I wanted to repeat today that there's a difference between uh, between. That's what I want to say. There's a difference between doing something with. I mentioned it yesterday, but I want to say today that it, here, if there's a natural outcome of a mitzvah, so I may have an ulterior motive. I want to get the pleasure that comes out of the mitzvah. Okay, but you do as long as you have in mind to do a mitzvah. You understand? Even, even though you're really, you're really pushing, you really want to get the goodies from it, okay? It's still called, still called the mitzvah shalom lishma. But when you're going to decide that, that we're going to decide that the whole mitzvah is about something else entirely, that can throw you completely off course. You understand? You'll, you'll, be in another, you'll be in another world. It never was that, it isn't that. Yeah, it, people it, could be doing the same thing with different alternative motives. All the time. That's what happens all the time. That's, a, that's, that's for sure. But I'm saying so, but, but and I'm trying to say there are different kinds of ulterior motives. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, one, thing, one, thing, one thing is trying to get the, the benefit that really comes from a mitzvah, even though that's not the purpose of the mitzvah, even though that's not the purpose of the mitzvah. One thing is, like, is assigning a whole, new, a whole new designation, a whole new purpose that never you know, has nothing to do with it. That's a different story of subverting it. It's, it's, even there, I need to explain a little more, but I just want to get a record. It, the, even what I said now is not 100% clear, but uh, I want to get a record saying, okay. Right. Both sides, to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These talks are special when I'm doing these, these couple of days, but this is a follow-up on Saturday night and a little bit uh, of other things that I just want to get on record. But I try to explain that if, if we understand that, the, it, ironically, the self-determination is a very great part of eternity. 
uh, essentially because the self-determination is the, God, is the reflection of godly existence, which doesn't come from someplace. And so to speak, the parallel, almost like, chas v'shom, not in, in, in absolute reality, but the parallel, kav self-creation of the person is the most godly part of the self, which is the free choice, which allows the person, so to speak, to, having come from someplace, to, as, to be as if they came from no place, so to speak, or they're responsible for their own existence. So, uh, and that's why I explained also why it makes sense that so many things that, that also, also, that makes sense also the Torah doesn't come just as a passive, like I explained on Saturday night, the Torah doesn't come as a passive list of instructions because, it, because again, even the, that holy precious Torah also comes ultimately from a self-determination of a person learning uh, and growing. So in everything, the exercising the free choices, doing the mitzvahs, the learning itself takes work. You can't get learning passively. It's, a, it's the most active, uh, active thing in the universe, actually, uh, Talmud Torah. Um, uh, so somebody was one I was going to add. Yeah. Oh. So I always have. But so there's a little bit of a paradox. Why is that? Because on the one hand, your existence is a completely passive gift. You come into being passively, etc. And the things are given to you: breathing, seeing, all those things. And even the fact that we even bother to eat, but they, but the breakdown of the food and on the distribution of the nourishment, all this, almost everything is done for us. Even the, 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 as much as we do. Let's say you feed yourself. But so many, th- the, the, every aspect of reality is, is, is a passive experience. So there's a problem, it's, not, it's something akin to addiction, and that's the, that's the difficulty. Why does it take work to get going? Okay, but yeah, it's a hard, but in simple terms, this is kind of off the record, on the record, but it's all continuation these last couple of days, when I spoke about Saturday night. The problem is that it's endless, because, because here you are, you, you, you are born addicted in a certain respect. You have to realize, what because you're born, life's given to you. You understand? You get, everything comes to you, everything comes to you for nothing. Life is given to you for nothing. You're used to you're, you know you're used to used to getting the pleasure and getting the benefits without doing anything. Finally, a little kid they get a little kid to do something. They pick up something. You have to train the kid, and it makes sense why. You know, my rabbi used to say he used to laugh. We used to be satizi. We'd say, you know, why kids like sugar? Because this came from the sweetest place. They just place where everything was sweet. They used to they they, they love sweet. Everything. What they they, they that, that was their whole life was sweet. They they they're very close to your memories of everything being sweet. So my point is that everybody's born into an addicted state. You have to realize that, and it takes a tremendous energy to turn on the godly part of the self, which is the self-determined uh, um, uh, exercising of the choice. You know what I'm saying? That's just a fact. So we can, we can understand why. I say learning takes so much work doing a mitzvah because you were so used to be, you're so used to being babied and coddled and, and, uh, and given, which I, which I understand. Why should you want to change? You ask a little, there's a little baby in the mother's arms and is nursing. You say, hey, you want to go play football? Are you kidding? No. <laughs> kid don't want to go anyplace. I want to do anything. I've got everything I need. Everything I want is right here. What you want? Don't you want to? How about you want to go out and go to go to the park and see the and see the and see the see the ducks and the fishes? No, because <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Now later, okay, things change. But the point is that the point is we're, so we're it's a, it's the the existentially there's a tremendous uh, there's a tremendous ongoing. Uh, a contribution of these two forces. One is the, you know, is the complete t- constant, the fact that we're completely constantly receiving the, the receiving the, the goodness of Hashem every single second, which puts us in a very addicted, you understand, and non and non self determined state, you understand. And yet, the whole life is about is about emulating Hashem. Now, the same thing I told you when you teach, you'll see one of the arts of I don't say the best way, but every teacher learns quickly. If you're going to get a student that's going to develop, not an automaton, if you're going to get a student who's not a clone, which in yeshivas is the point, we don't want. Clones and yeshivas, you're looking to, you're learning to, you're learning to, to, you're learning to produce a self-motivated and self and self-inspiring and self, you know, said and self and self-evolving uh, being. That's the whole purpose of Torah education. And that's why I tell you. And sometimes, I tell you, sometimes leaders are, are sick themselves. The leaders want everybody to be addicted to them. Right. They're, they're sick. 
They're sick. They're sick people. A lot of very famous people are sick. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody. Don't be God But a lot of famous people are just sick people. Yeah, they want every. They, they're so. They're such a. They're such an endless black hole of emptiness. They want everybody, the whole world, to be addicted to them. You see, and they want everybody to be, to be dependent upon. Them. That's why a lot of times, I, I, everybody knows. I, I can't stand the European culture. You know, it's changing. They were. They were disgusting, selfish, horrible, cruel, sadistic. They were the sickest. Really, the sickest of the sick. But anyway, so but you look. If you look at a lot of the writings of the education those times you see the professors were sick people they weren't nice they were sadistic they were mean they wanted everybody to be dependent on them they, they'd begrudgingly give away yeah, they were not ugh, 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 really ugh. Thank, I, I thank God thank God thank God my, my, thank God my family got out of there before I was born Yes, they're a, a, a disgusting place. Because anyway, it's, it's, it's personal illness and it's a social illness. But my point is, so, but when we educate, when we educate, we are seeking not to make clones. We want to create independent, self-motivated, self-evolving, self-inspiring. That's how you teach Torah to people. So I want to tell you, so when you do that, it's always, so it's always the teacher has to balance these two things. You have to, you have to, you have to give a little passive satisfaction. You have to give the students some joy, even though they didn't work for it, because you have to do something to, what's the word, to... Uh, to, to keep them engaged sufficiently so they'll do the work to get the real satisfaction. But once a person, the, the other stuff is, 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 is junk compared to what a person achieves when they're self-motivated. And when the, when the free choice is exercised and the person learns, all the other stuff is, is junk. It's not worth it. You're not, you're not interested in Bechlam. You know, we don't want it. So that's what good teachers do, but then that's what a good Hashem does. So Hashem, Hashem, we can't, here, we can't bring ourselves into existence. That, that's, that is the reality. God knows what other reality could, he could have made, but this is the reality that we know, and that's the only reality that God gave us. In this, real, in this reality, we came into being only by virtue of God, and, our, and, and there's no number to put, I don't know, there's no percentage to put on 9999999999. Everything, everything, we're being coddled and, and coddled and, 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 and fed by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. But that, that little place which is the essence of our existence has to overcome it so on the one here we're all we're all so to speak we're all addicted to the passive recipient re- receiving of of uh, pleasure and life etc etc Hashem. and yet all of us have to have to overcome that in order to get real life because that stuff is that stuff is 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 nothing is nothing is nothing compared to what it means to actually exist as a godly as a godly person who's had self determination and by free choice has been zocha to a life. That's that's the gift that God gave us. We have to do it, but it's a hard thing. So, and that, it, so look, it's and it, there there are a lot of different tricks. The Bali mostly the Torah teaches. Best thing if you learn Torah, if we learn Torah and we daven uh, and and follow what the Torah says, you learn to do it eventually. Here, you know, there, and there are things that happen. You know, the kids are talks about. It. I think it's the, it's the kids are. You know, it's hard to get up. It's cold. You got to get out of bed. It's hard to do it. Here, we say you do it two three times. You start getting up. Everybody knows it. Somehow you, you establish a pattern. You stand against the against the addicted part, and you establish a pattern. And you start you start to get the pleasure of self determined action. You think that's a lot of the problems. A lot of times you have to have to help people. You have to almost like get them into it. They have to almost trick them into doing something themselves, so they can have they can have the pleasure of a god of a godly existence. Yes, and that's what they're talking about. Certainly, do Torah and mitzvahs. Uh, we, we, we had the experience a few times. You have little kittens that, for some reason, they were separated from the mother. So the kittens didn't even learn how to... Um, um, they, they don't know how to eat. They don't know how to eat. They don't, you know, they don't know what they're doing. So, you, you know, so one of the tricks is what you do like this. So the kitten has no idea. You got a bowl of milk. The kitten, the kitten doesn't know what to do with it. They're too young. So what you do is you pick up the whole kitten. You, if you insert the whole front of the kitten, just for a sec, you know, into the milk, you know, the, kitten, the whole face is full of the kitten. I'm like, oh my goodness, hey, that's good. I mean, you know, so all of a sudden you, 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 you flood the face of the kid with milk. Oh, 
hey, give me more of that. That's good. They, can't, they don't know why. They're interested. So what you do is you try and trick a person into, into acting, you see it? And then also, like jump-starting a car, they get the pleasure, they get the pleasure of real existence of having done something. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an ongoing, this is the last thing I'm trying to it's an ongoing issue. But we see it's very positive on Saturday night, which I said, well, you know, with, 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 with this, that it makes sense to me that Talmud Torah, that's why we don't have this massive phone book of, of endless instructions, endlessly updated, as I explained to you on Saturday night, I explained, you know, whoever was here, but, you know, we used to have yearbooks before you had internet, if you, had, if you, if you bought an encyclopedia, the, the, the year that you bought the encyclopedia was already outdated. As you got it, already, even from the time it was printed, already was already outdated. So every year you have to buy a yearbook to update your, to update your uh, encyclopedia. Today everything is digital, things, things are updated on the, uh, you know, from, from minute to minute, it's not a problem. But the, uh, um, uh, oh, so I say, but so, so you imagine a Torah that was updated from minute to minute. So you have an endless list of, an endless list of answers. And then what to do. Forget enough, enough to learn. The answer is that wouldn't, it makes sense to me that Hashem do, didn't do it that way. Because the Torah itself, the greatest gift, should also be ultimately a gift of self-determination. We're not going to write the Torah. Only God can write the Torah. But the fact that, the, that one's knowledge and learning and experience story is also has to be a result of the free choice. You see what I'm saying? And, and self-determination. And not only the choice to read it, like you read a phone book, but even more that you actually have to l- learn it and generate the understanding and tie together the pieces. That makes sense how the gift of Torah would be even greater th- than the gift of Torah. Just to finish quickly, remember, remember always a joke I tell about the, the two guys are cheder teachers. So they're, you know, cheder guys, they don't make much money. Usually cheder really doesn't make much money. You know, so it's not, it's not the highest paid profession, generally. So the talker says, I oh, money, says, I, oh. he says, he says, he says, uh, he says oh, if I were rich, he says, he says, if I were rich, if I were Rothschild, you know, Rothschild was the richest guy in those days. He says, if I was Rothschild, ah, so no, if you're Rothschild, but I said, if I was Rothschild, I'd be richer than Rothschild. This guy says, no, no, no. <laughs> if you were Rothschild, you'd be Rothschild. You wouldn't be richer than Rothschild. He says, no. If I was Rothschild, I'd be richer than Rothschild. He said, look, he said, what do you th- usually say? What are you talking about? If you were Rothschild, you'd be Rothschild. Whatever Rothschild, rich, you're rich. You can't be Rothschild, richer than Rothschild. Says, nope. If I was Rothschild, I'd be richer than Rothschild. He says, how could that be? He says, because I'd be Rothschild, I'd also give bar mitzvah lessons on the side and make a little extra. <laughs> so, so what's the joke over here? Here, if you, here, by having Talmud Torah and exercising the free choice even to learn, but here's like richer than Rothschild because, because the, fact that, the fact that the integration of the Torah has to be done by self-determination, so not only did you get the revelation of God, but even the revelation of God was mixed up not only with your choice to learn Bechlau, but the active generation of the Torah. So it's a gift upon a gift upon a gift. The dividends are gigantic. So to put it simply, the whole life is a fight against, all your life is a fight against addiction. You don't realize it. That's it. You think all the addicted people are addicted? Everybody's addicted. Everybody, the whole universe is addicted. That's what happened because the whole universe came into being for nothing. For nothing. We did nothing. We, we're, born, we're, born, we're born in the red and, 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 and printing money from the second we're born. We're always we're getting and getting and getting and getting. Everything in the world, because everything, everybody in the world is a constant battle you're saying, to decide to be alive. To decide to be alive. It's given to us and we're addicted to, we're addicted to, we're addicted to getting everything, which thank God there's a God to give us everything. Thank God. Our Abba has everything, but it doesn't matter. Because, because the, the ultimate everything that God gave us came from the, the, the gift of the teaching us and giving us the ability and the chance and hopefully to succeed that we turn out, that we turn out making self-determined existence to make ourselves. So it's, it's such an incredible uh, contradiction of forces. It's endless. Here, here, if you sleep, doesn't it give you energy? Right. So why is it if you just slept, it's so hard to get out of bed? It should be the opposite. It should be, it should be, it should be easy to go to sleep. 
And it should be easy to go to sleep. It should be easy to get up. Like, whatever. It should be easy to get up. I just slept. I just slept. Why is it? It should be easy to get up. You just slept. You have full of energy. Why can't you get up? The answer is because you're addicted to sleeping. Mmm. This is good. Let's do it some more. You get up. It's ironic. You just got all that energy. Why should it be hard to get up? It should be easier to get up. And they said, you got addicted. So our whole lives are like that. So that's the, that's the, uh, a, certain, a certain irony or conflict of force. Also on the record, off the record, you just finish up these last few pieces from the last few days. Thank you. years ago I had to fill out some forms a couple times it happened and they asked me how many years of education I had so I was hysterical because they're but their possibilities you know 12th grade college you know and I was what do you mean I have never been out of school I have every year I've been I've been I've been I've been, in, I've been in school all my life in a sense you're gonna write that you're gonna write that decades and decades and decades of years of education and the truth is that it's an interesting thing when a person is a religious Jew we don't have uneducated Jews there's no such thing you can't unless you unless you don't follow the rules but if by the time you learn Torah, my goodness gracious, even to the simplest laws of, of uh, trumas and maestros, kilayim, you have to know how, 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 how you know, the various fruits and vegetables, how they take root, how they grow, their harvest cycles, uh, you know, uh, incredible, you know, the nature, nature of liquids and fruits, how they, how they, uh, how they function. Uh, to know Shabbos, you have knots and the nature of knots. You have geometry, uh, I think trigonometry for, for, uh, for, uh, for other areas, and, and uh, uh, calculation of the calendar, etc., you know, observation of the stars. It, it's really, it, it, a normal Jew, just to know how to, just to, wait, just a normal Jew, just to know how to do things. The, uh, Lulav, Esrog, um, uh, here, you have to know a tremendous amount about you, incredible amount about human psychology, incredible, and you have to be incredibly uh, developed in human psychology just to follow the Torah. I mean, just even to understand the simple instructions of the uh, simple instructions of the Torah. And certainly, if you're going to be if you're going to be in any administrative position, um, um, uh, the absorption and exuding of you know of, of substances, a lot of you know uh, 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 substances. Um, is, I just go on and on. There's, re- there's really no end. Uh, human cycles, menstrual cycles of women, anatomy, anatomy of both humans and animals. Um, um, uh, uh, I you just go on forever and ever. Huh? Huh? Languages. There's no end. So there's really no end. You don't. So there's no such thing. A, a, a Jew who follows the Torah can't be uneducated. There's just no such thing. It's impossible. Jews are always educated. That's that's exactly the point. That's why Rabosai. That's why the 1700s was such a turning point in our history, because it, I'm not good. At, I'm not that really good at history. You have to ask the real historians. But from the little reading I do, that was all of a sudden the first time we began to hemorrhage. And you had masses of Jews who were ignorant. That was the problem. Ignorant Jewish wise. You understand? That was the, uh, you know, that was the thing. You know, in Israel, they don't realize because they think themselves as very educated people. You know, when I would refer to the Israelis as an uneducated Jews, you know, so they would like freak out because they said, you know, but from a Jewish point of view, they were they were ignorant. I was, I was coming back from the United States to Israel at one point, so my passport picture had a picture. I for years I had a beard, so my passport picture still had a picture of me with a beard, and I was now not having a beard. So the Israeli girl who was in security there, you know, that the government sends over to America to screen people. So she says, she says, she says, why did you stop being religious? 
I would think to myself, oh, you poor girl. Look what an ignorant girl this is. You think some people in the be religion have to have a beard? You know, that's what she knows about Judaism. You know, say another ignorant Jew from Israel. He said, utterly, utterly uneducated. And I said to her, listen, I said, I said you, know, you know, if you come to Israel, I said, you know, look us up. You can learn a little bit about Judaism. You know, it was nice to her, you know, but uh, it was such a sad moment. You know, saying, it's, it's such a totally, you know, total ignorance. But we don't have it. So we, 1700 was a turning point. Obviously, we had a mass of, of Jews who didn't know. But there was no such thing. Jews are educated, period. Yeah, but you can't, you can't possibly fulfill the Torah. First, we have, to, we have a mitzvah to learn the Torah. But, but even in order to do the mitzvahs, you have to know so much. You, say, you have to keep a kosher kitchen. You have to know a great deal. You have to know about hot, cold, and and uh, and uh, and the uh, spicy substances and uh, all kinds of things, you know, and, and levels of spiciness, and the uh, chiltis. And uh, here we talked about up. We said recently they were learning about above and below whether whether the dominant dominant uh, dominant in the transaction is the is the when two things fall to each other, the upper or the lower is dominant. There's so many incredible, and the svaras both 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 in both directions. You can't do it. So if people don't realize what's glorious, and again, this is what I've been always screaming about and talking about, and you do find you do find Jews who just you know who speak with such ignorance and so and they're so shallow and so you know, it's sad. It's sad, and they have their they, God bless them with the faculties to understand, but because they're not involved in their Judaism, they're really shallow, pretty bland people. They may be, make money or do whatever they do, but you know their houses are their houses are are, are, are citadels of ignorance. And when I first started to come to America, I would visit sometimes Jewish homes, and I would, I would, I would, I, I admit to you, it was not physical, it was psychological, but I felt like I couldn't breathe. There was not, there was not a drop of Torah, anything meaningful in the home. Yes, there, there was no air in the place. People were just saying every dumb and stupid thing they hear on the radio or the television. It was, you know, it was, it was shocking. It was a shocking experience. You understand what, what, what are these lives about? So thank God the Jews, we know you try, I'm just saying, but it was a very shocking thing. So by, by just when I put a simple point that the that the simple engagement in the Torah, just an incredible, you're an incredibly deep and, and, and developed human being. You can't not do it. The simplest ability, the simplest attempt to fulfill the mitzvahs demands education. Here, tefillin demands tremendous education. Just here, here, putting the film properly. Tzitzis, what to do with your tzitzis, how to make your tzitzis. Forget about, forget about if you make tefillin stuff, and how to put them on, and what the laws are to fill in. Every single, every single thing. To go to business, yeah, with transactions here, loans, uh, uh, laws of interest. Onah, cheating, onah, dvarim, repression with words. There's, you know, a person has to be tremendously uh, educated. You can't, you can't, you can't possibly be a good Jew and not be an educated person. It just can't happen. It's not possible. Unless you sit, unless you, unless they basically, unless you sit, a, if you sit on a chair and don't do anything unless somebody tells you. <laughs> don't move till we tell you. If you just follow instructions, somebody, somebody will run your life for you. Say, no, no, don't move. <laughs> okay, so okay. Then you could possibly survive as, as an ignorant, as an ignorant uh, Jew, but there's really no such thing. Just pointing out what a, what a wonderful thing, and that's, that's, that's the way it always was. And everybody knew it. So is it a wonder, is it a wonder, you know, if a Jew even ran from one country to the next and then went into a business or something that in a short time they were, they were, they were master of what they were doing? Okay, no, it's not wonder, it's not wondrous because what, we, what is that compared to what could be a simple laws that sits us? A couple of years ago, somebody came, I'm not going to say who it was. So we were, we were intensively learning how sits us, sits are complicated. Sits is a good, hard section in the, in the, uh, in the Shulchan Aruch, in my humble opinion. Really, really, it's it's good and hard. It's really not. It's really a good and hard section. So the person's here. The guys, the guys are learning shulchan The guys are learning Torah shulchan aruch. 
So the guy comes to me, and this is his, this is, he says, he says, those guys are like, like becoming like super experts in tzitzis. He says, you know, no, they were becoming super experts. They were learning, they were learning the Torah Shulchan Aruch. That wasn't like, it wasn't like their specialty. That's what you do if you don't know about tzitzis. You learn the Torah, the Shulchan Aruch, the Gemara, and you know something, you'll know something about it. You're not going to be a super expert. You'll know something about tzitzis. He says, wow, they're becoming like, they're becoming like, they're getting like post-doctorates in tzitzis. No, they're not. They're learning the fundamental rules of tzitzis. That's what it takes. And that's what it takes. Tzitzis alone, so much you have to understand so much about, the, about measurement and distances and locate, here, locating a point on a square. There's so many things to do in here, and, and uh, something that's something that's uh, so, uh, ideas here. Tassim and also the fact that you can't take something that was made psul and then make it kosher afterwards. You have to make kosher. The whole the, that principle itself is such an in, incredibly intriguing and developing principle. It develops it. it develops you. You're a different person. If you've never had to encounter the principle is called tassim and also you have to make it and not make it for something that was already made but when it was unkosher. That principle itself, till you get down and you feel, what am I saying? What does it really mean? What is an instance of that case? Why is this case yes and this case no? That thing alone, which is a simple rule in tzitzis, when I say simple, it's a fundamental rule in tzitzis. It's a fundamental rule in tzitzis. And, here you can, and you can't get by without it. So any mind that hasn't encountered that, you know, look what they're missing. Look at the, look at the rules of Tashti, Klaal Prat, Klaal Prat, Klaal. Uh, all these things here you, you, you must be you, you, you're forced and by definition a developed uh, a developed human being so what am I talking about just saying here you know, how happy we are who we are when Hashem gave us yeah, you, you can't but once you if you follow the Torah you will be educated you will be educated I'm telling you when I post how many, how many years of education do I have they don't laugh I, I used to, I, I wrote it down. They probably did laugh. I don't think whatever I applied for, I got. And she said, they probably, they, they, they probably did, they probably did laugh. You know, and putting that decades and decades of education. I said, what are you talking about? Professor, even the you know, how many of them gave me the professors? They were, you know, they, they were decades and decades and decades. You know, I've been pretty much been in school since nursery. No, I'm just teasing, you know, I'm mean, not the formal. <laughs> anyway, we're very fortunate to be Jewish. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah.